Welcome to Global Truth Center. When, when Annie first opened on Broadway, I had just finished a show for the Goodspeed Opera House, so they gave us all tickets to go see it in previews. And, and the talk on the street was really, you know, oh, it's this kid's show, and you know, we'll see. And I remember sitting in the first row of the balcony watching this show and being mesmerized by it, just like, oh my God. I, and, and in my heart, I was like, I shouldn't be liking this. This is like a kid's show, and, I sh and I'm like, I'm just applauding it just and of course it was mega 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 hit so it was so funny when you sent me that I was like and then we were kidding at rehearsal I said see you thought it was over for you you'd never get to play Annie but today you get to play Annie and next week I'm playing Pippin so we'll see what happens so I just want to look at those lyrics tomorrow tomorrow I love you tomorrow you're only a day away but my question is, is tomorrow only a day away? Is it? Is it really? I want you to think about that for a second. Is tomorrow really only a day away? So a few days ago, or let's say Friday, I was thinking about, we, we got the notice about the wearing masks again. And I was like, oh, we're going backwards. Oh, no, we're going forward. And the mandate, but I found it humorous that it was, there was a mandate coming out tomorrow. <laughs> Not today, <laughs> tomorrow. Today, get sick. Tomorrow, <laughs> we'll fix it. And I just had to laugh. And I was like, we're all waiting till midnight on Saturday. And then tomorrow, we will do something different. And I knew what we were going to sing. And I thought, well, how fascinating. But the real question is, is it ever tomorrow? The title of my talk today is, do you know what day it is? No. <laughs> no. We all forgot. F during the pandemic, how many people, honestly, give me, show of hands, how many of you at any time during the pandemic woke up one day and wondered what day it was? <laughs> it was one of the few times in my life where I was literally like, is it Saturday or is it Friday? I don't know. So... This is a very good question. Do you know what day it is? And the question I really have for you is, do you know what life you're living? So there's this anxiety that comes up about tomorrow. We live in an anxious state of tomorrow very often. We're anxious about what's going to happen tomorrow. Are we going to get that website done? What's going to happen tomorrow? Are we going to get that next job? Are we going to have that, that next relationship show up? What's going to happen tomorrow? And there is this little bit of anxiety that shows up with tomorrow. So I don't know about tomorrow. Tomorrow, I love you tomorrow. Tomorrow can be very anxiety-provoking. Uh, it can make me unsure. And not only that, tomorrow is one end of the spectrum because yesterday is also kind of annoying sometimes even though it's a beautiful Paul McCartney song. Sometimes our anxiety is about yesterday. So we have all this anxiety about yesterday and tomorrow, and yet our focus is supposed to be right here today. So my question to you today is, where do you live? Where do you live most of the time? Do you live most of your life in yesterday? Do, <laughs> thank you, Linda. Linda's like, no. Do you live most of your time in tomorrow? 
Linda? No, good. Okay, so where do you live? But this is not only just a cute question. It's actually a very important question to ask yourself because your mind is creating whatever your mind is creating. And if you're living in the past, you're creating from the past. And if you're living in the future, you're creating from something that doesn't exist yet. And I'm not saying that in the present moment, I don't think about my future or plan something. But one of the things I'm getting very clear about is surrendering the future and surrendering the past so that when I am in the present, I am a powerful co-creator with life. And I don't want to bring any of this crap into it or any of this anxiety into it. Because right where I am is the power of the universe preparing me to do whatever is mine to do. Whatever is mine to do. But I don't think mine to do is going back over all of this or anticipating all of this. And it doesn't mean I don't know what this is. I do. I know what this is. And it doesn't mean I don't expect amazing things. I do. But the only place that can happen is right here. So, the present. Eckhart Tolle said this. He said, time isn't precious at all because it is an illusion. What you perceive as precious is not time, but the one point that is out of time, the now. That is precious indeed. The only thing precious out of all of it is this present moment. And he also said, he said, now is the most precious time we have. And so when we're looking at new beginnings, we get caught, we, we literally do put the cart before the horse because we're thinking about, let's create something new, but we're not actually giving ourselves the time to stand in the creativity of who I am in order to step into that new beginning. So today, what I want us to really think about is, where are we living most of the time? Where are you putting your mindset most of the time? Did you hear that? Most of the time. Are you putting it here, here, or are you powerfully standing right here? I mean, that's why we have this love only, forgive everything, remember who you are. If you loved only and forgive, got rid of everything, all grievances, and remembered who you were at all times, this talk wouldn't be necessary because we'd be living in the present moment. We would be living right where I am, right where I am now, and nothing that has happened or will happen affects the power I have to create from this point of view. So, the more you're focused on time, past and future, the more you miss the now, which is the most precious thing. So, how many of you have ever heard yourself say, probably this week, there's just not enough time? How many people have ever said that? There's just not enough time. The rest of you, you're all good? You never feel there's not enough time. <laughs> That's good. I'm proud of you. Come up here and finish this talk. <laughs> I hear myself say it. I hear people all around me saying, there's just not enough time. And so many people say to me, I just don't know how you get all of that done. But I will tell... Kevin's laughing. But I will tell you, one of the reasons I get as much done as I get done is because I stay pretty... I stay in the present moment. When I know I have to do something, I literally... You know my whole idea about... Um, uh, multitasking is the enemy of efficiency. I, do, I try my best not to multitask. I do not do five things at once because all five things get, never get done. I try to just do this, what's in front of me. Pay attention. Be present right in that moment. So, Johann Wolfgang von Goethe said this, 
<laughs> His name's hard enough. Always hold fast to the present. Every situation, indeed every moment, is of infinite value, for it is the representative of a whole eternity. So since Eric brought it up, we just spent 40 weeks in a course called Advanced Consciousness. And it was all about studying science today, quantum physics, and understanding when he says here, and I love that Goethe said this so long ago, it is the representative of a whole eternity. You know, we say, I am an ocean in the drop. I am the entire ocean in a drop. Not just a drop of the ocean, I'm the entire ocean in a drop. We say that. Goethe says, you are the representative of a whole eternity. In every single moment, every single moment, that you become present, that you literally stop whatever it is you think you're doing and just breathe. This is why spirit breath is so amazing. Just breathe. You have the entire eternity of life at your beck and call. Now, it doesn't mean you'd have to go comatose and sit there for the rest of your life because then it instructs you to do something. But this thing called the present, this, this moment that you have to literally stand in your own self and then expand yourself. See, that's, that's the thing. I think we see ourselves as limited. I think we innately see ourselves as a portion of life. And what we're attempting to do here, and I think doing pretty well at it, we are asking us all to make a big paradigm jump, paradigm shift away from being just the little part and understanding you are bigger than that. You are the entire ocean. You are, as he says here, the whole eternity. But it's hard to be the whole eternity when part of my brain is over here, focusing on things that have happened in my past, even if that past was yesterday. We can get so caught up in it that we've just lost part of our power. And we can get so in a dream state of, here's what I want to happen in my life. I want this, I want that. I want, I want to own a Chagall someday. And then I'm over here. And I've just dissipated this power here. This is where the power lies. So again, back to the question, where do you live? Where do you live? most of the time. It's funny, I'm about to go on a, a trip to Philadelphia. At least I think I am. We'll see what happens with, with what's going on. But I'm about to go to Philadelphia. And I was trying to figure out where am I going to stay, with what, which relatives, who do I give my presence to, where will I live for those five days. And I chose, and I'm choosing, to fly into Philadelphia International and then drive to two doors down from where I spent the first 20 years of my life. Two doors down from my house, because my friend, who I grew up with, Kathy, she lived two doors down in Philadelphia, on a, in a row home in, in Northeast Philadelphia, and I'm gonna fly and stay in her. Her mother passed away just recently at 97, and, but they lived in that house this whole time. She has never moved. She stayed in that house. She's lived in that house. And she said, I just did a renovation of a mom's room. You can stay. So her mother's room is actually my room, two doors down. So I will literally be staying feet away from where I grew up for 20 years, 19 years. And I've been thinking about this, and I'm like, what's that going to feel like to go back to where you used to live? But ultimately, at the end of the day, I came up, I understood. I was like, you know what? I today am someone so different 
from that kid that was there. And I'm not going there to try to remember that kid. I'm actually going there to let that kid know where we got up, where we ended up. And we get to do that to ourselves. We get to spend time in our life not trying to regurgitate all this, but actually going, this all became this. This became this. And in this present moment, I'm focused on this. There was a great quote. Oh, what was it? I'm trying to think who said it. But anyway, he said, whoever it was, Abraham Lincoln said this, I don't know who my grandfather is. I'm more interested in knowing who his grandson turned into. I was like, yes, that's it. I don't, that's fascinating, very interesting, 23andMe, all that stuff. But at this point in my life, because that can be very crazy, at this point in my life, I just want to know who I am. Who am I? I can only know, you can only know who you are if you're willing to be present with it. Now you're not in the delusion of life. You're actually in exactly what life is asking you to do, which is to live itself. So I have a quote from, next quote, Thor, Masaru Imoto. I think that's correct. Anybody else? Is that how it's said? Yeah. So he's the guy with the water thing who, who, who brought forth that whole experiment that water is alive and it's listening to us and whatever we're doing affects the water. It has unfortunately been debunked since then, but I still think there's probably truth to it. So anyway, he said this, if you feel lost, disappointed, hesitant, or weak, return to yourself, to who you are here and now, and when you get there, you will discover yourself like a lotus flower in full bloom, even in a muddy pond, beautiful and strong. So today, I really want you to ask yourself, where am I living? And then I would love for you to really understand that your only really powerful choice is to live right here in the present moment. You want new beginnings. You want new excitement in your life. You want more money in your life. You want more passion. You want more love in your life. You must start with the attracting element that brings all of those things into your purview, brings them into your experiential. How do you get more money, more love, more power, more creativity? How do you get that? Not by going here, visioning for it or creating visualizations of it. It doesn't even go going back here to figure out what did I do wrong. It is literally, as Massimo Masuro Imoto says, it is literally standing right where you are and tapping into, I love that image, tapping into the infinite, the eternity of who you are. That's who we are here to be. So in closing, I have a quote from Martha Graham. And I picked that picture because even though it is a female, it still reminds me of myself. <laughs> how many of you look at this picture and just think, yes, that, that's like, how many of you would like to be there right now, just standing there? Yeah, right? The rest of you are like, don't like the legs, don't like the pants. <laughs> but for me, I see this picture and I'm like, yes! It's like, I just want to do it. So Martha Graham, all that is important in this one moment is movement. I'm going to stop there for a second. All that is important in this one moment is, in, is movement. You right now, Charlie, you are moving at the most immense speed. You just don't know it, even though you're sitting. Eric, Bork, you are moving. Your mind, your body, your cells, everything is moving. Because this is an illusion that you're sitting here in this, in this space right now. 
Because what's really happening is life is moving at the most exhilarated speed everywhere. We right now are screaming through the universe as a planet. We think we're like solid, right? No, we are all movement. So when Martha Graham says, all that is important is this one moment in movement, that means each one of us presently, in the present moment, we need to be willing to say, I am alive. Let's just all say that, ready? I am alive. Do you feel it? I do, you, you can see I feel it. <laughs> but I want you to feel it. I want you to really get it, that in this moment, you are amazingly alive. Your whole body is just vibrating with life and energy. And if it's not, it's not your body's fault. It's your mind. Because you're buying into something else except the truth. And that's why Martha Graham says, all that's important in this one moment is movement. Make the moment important, vital, and worth living. Make the moment important, vital, and worth living. I think we spend way too much time thinking it's going to become some, something is going to make my life important. This will be an important moment. This will be an important moment. When I get this, that will be an important moment. What about this moment right now? What about this moment? I had a, a moment this week where I was overcome with grief in a way I haven't been in these last two and a half, almost three years since Nora passed. And the grief hit me. N I'm not, I'm, I've had a lot of grief. But this was something that took me in such a profound way that I didn't know what to do. And you know me, I always know what to do. And I didn't know what to do, and I didn't want to call anybody. I didn't want to talk to anybody. It just grabbed my heart and just... And I realized what happened, and I realized the thought that I had right prior to it happening, and I let the thought be. And I knew what I was talking about this week, and I thought, well, you need to just get present, even with what you're feeling. And I did. I just took a deep breath, and I just focused. And I just thought. And I... If thoughts would come in my head, I'd let them go. I'd go, nope, I'm just going to be here. And I happened to be in my backyard on a rocking chair when it happened. And then I just started looking. And I just got very present. I got present with the rock of my chair. I got present with the oak tree in front of me. And before I knew it, grief did not have a hold of me anymore. It was a little puff of cloud that like wafted by. And I was just sitting there. And before I knew it, there was a smile on my face because I let go of what I needed to let go of, which was something from the past. And I let go of something from the future that I was thinking about. And all of a sudden, I was like, this is what it means. When I get stuck back here, I can be grabbed by grief and literally incapacitated. When I let myself start thinking of something that could possibly happen in the future, I, I'm, I'm grief-stricken again, and now I'm incapacitated. How do I get rid of that? I come right back here. The present. Make the moment important, vital, and worth living. And then she says, do not let it slip away unnoticed and unused. Now, I share that, that thing about my own experience of having grief hit me. But I, I share it because I understood something in that moment, which was that we have the tools. We have everything we need to 
overcome any obstacle that can come before us. The question is, are we willing to use it? And that's, I go back to the question, where do you live? Where do you live? Do you live in the past? Do you live in the present? Do you live in the future? Or, as most of us do, do you live in some amalgamation of all of the above? Sometimes I'm in the past, sometimes I'm in the future, sometimes I'm in the present. Because I think in order to make my life important, vital, worth living, I think we need to put all of our attention right here on the present moment. And from the present moment, I can entertain the past, never forgetting I'm right here. From the present moment, I can entertain the future, knowing I'm right here. The sun will come out tomorrow. I don't want the sun to come out tomorrow. I want the sun to come out today. I want to live in today. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I love you tomorrow. Well, frankly, that worked in 1973. But in 2021, I now understand I am tomorrow, and I am yesterday, and I am today, because ultimately, there's no time. There's just now. There's only ever going to be just now, the present moment. And I can navigate my life right from here at all times. And that's the power of love. That is the power of God. That is the power that you have, that I have, the power that we have to know who we are in such a profound way that we do not let ourselves get carried into the past or trajected into the future. But we know that right where I am, we say it every week, God is the entire, the eternity is. Do not let that truth slip away unnoticed. And certainly do not let the power that you have slip away unused. My last thing to say to you is use it now. Namaste. Hi, this is Dr. James Mellon, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message and ask you for your support. Your tax-deductible donation to Global Truth Center ensures that we can continue